Oh, what fresh hell is this? This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. And uh, it is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. We are recording this on the night of August. The city. We are a man down this evening as Senior is still working tonight, so it's myself, uh, Benjamin, and Alan, the cigar savant Friedman with you here tonight. I am uh, personally smoking one of my uh, old tried-and-true favorites, the Rocky Patel Edge Habano. Uh, around here in this area, they average somewhere between $6.50 and $7 a stick. Uh, it's a cigar that I enjoy a lot. Actually, really the entire edge lineup uh, I'm a pretty big fan of, but uh, it's definitely something. It's one of those weird ones that I kind of wished I smoked more often, but it kind of gets lost in the shuffle uh, because there's so much good stuff to choose from. Uh, Benjamin, what you smoking over there for tonight's ensemble? I have the Arturo Fuente. It is the Brevis Maduro. Now this one I chose specifically for tonight. Uh, in relation to the topic we talked about from last podcast, five and under. We're going to talk about that later. So I am choosing this one. It's a Brevis Royale. Five and a half by 42, Dominican Republic. It has a mixed filler. Um, it's a short filler and long filler mixed in. That's what makes it inexpensive. Um, made at the Tabacalera Fuente, uh, manufactured, and has a USA Connecticut broadleaf wrapper and Dominican Binder and Filler, and I'll get into the review of that later on in the show. Fair enough. And uh, it's becoming uh, a bit of a tradition, but now we're going to turn it over to uh, Alan, the cigar savant Friedman, and we're going to let him uh, impart some cigar knowledge on us tonight. We are still waiting for that knowledge. (laughs) You there, Alan? (laughs) Is 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 that a hint? You trying to tell us something? Hang on, I think we're I think we're having a microphone difficulty here because I've got a little white line on his, like it's muted. Is he is he disappointed in us, Junior? I, I can see him moving. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's a good thing or he's not. He's watching Game of Thrones and he's not paying attention to our show. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, we, we've got some sort of microphone malfunction going on here. It's like, at least on this end from the control room thing, it looks like he's muted. From my end, I can see his TV, and it's playing something that looks like Game of Thrones. Is that is that what's Stop going it, on ben. in the background? Stop it, Ben. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to ruin my Game of Thrones, Ben. No, no, no spoiler. Yeah, I'm back. There he is. I see him. I see him, but I don't hear him. Okay. He's working over there. I can see him uh, making a move there. Oh, wait a minute. can see him talking. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can read his lips, but I can't actually hear him. <laughs> like through a, a thick glass window. You can see him. <laughs> it's like uh, one of those mime things. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I'm hearing things. Speak. Can you hear me now? Bingo. That's it. What happened? No earthly idea. I looked down and it had a little line through you. Normally means you're muted, but it just like it's like it muted and didn't come back. Huh. We got you now. All okay. right, so uh, I'll edit that uh, snafu out. So impart yeah. us with your knowledge. Right, well, hang on one second here. I want to. Okay. Well, you know, in honor of our. Um... Let me start over here. I'm going to turn up. There we go. Okay. Well, in honor of our uh, $5 cigar week, 
what I did was I said, what would be a really great $5 cigar to review? So this week, my cigar, our cigar, is the Brick House by J.C. Newman Cigar Company. Now, Crown, Maximus, uh, Tequesta Ray, La Unica, El Baton, and Brick House uh, to the value-priced quorum and uh, even Factory 59. Um, you know, J.C. Newman makes just some absolutely great cigars. Now, in 1937, uh, J.C. Newman launched Brick House to honor his family and heritage. The vintage Brick House cigar named for J.C. Newman's childhood home the only brick house in his Hungarian village, a place that was not only a home, but it was also the town's tavern. The original brick houses were Cuban puros, handmade with the finest Havana tobacco. But with the Cuban embargo uh, came the end of the brick house. Now, over 70 years later, in 2009, Grandsons and third-generation owner Bobby and Eric Newman relaunched Brick House using the most exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos. Now, the Brick House is a premium Nicaraguan Poro rolled at Fabrica de Tobaccos San Rafael S.A. in Esteli, Nicaragua. And I've been there and I've even had lunch there. It sports an exclusive Havana Subito wrapper and a Nicaraguan binder and filler complete the blend for a very flavorful, complex flavor. The construction's meticulous, and the cigar is just gorgeous with a dark reddish-brown hue. The draw on the brick house is absolutely perfect. There's just enough tension that you know you're smoking a well-made, handmade cigar, or it should say hand-rolled. But you don't even have to work or think about it. The draw is just incredible. Now, the Brick House is a medium to full-bodied smoke that's rich, flavorful, and smooth. Even bold, complex, and ever-changing. Now, I tasted cedar, pepper, and coffee. There were slight hints of sweetness from caramel and molasses with notes of walnuts, oat, and tea. And it had that earthy tone uh, that you'd expect from Nicaraguan tobacco. And it's really no wonder why Brickhouse was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009. It's received a very well-deserved 92 rating uh, from Cigar Aficionado and was the top 25 in the top 25 in 2010 by Cigar Aficionado magazine. It was also the best bargain cigar by Cigar Aficionado in 2009, and again, it was in the top 25 of uh, 2016, again, by Cigar Aficionado. Um, Cigar Aficionado also said it was a uh, great bargain cigar in 2016. And the Cigar Journal uh, gave it a trophy award for best Nicaraguan value in 2016. So it's got lots of awards, some great pedigree. The Brick House by J.C. Newman is just hard to beat considering the bang you're going to get for your buck. Uh, as the tagline says, all you need is five bucks and a comfortable chair. Uh, so I, I'm just going to add a little more to that and no taxes. Uh, so does the Brick House get a cigar tipster by recommendation? You know, guys, I think so. This is a cigar that you got to have in your rotation. You know, your wallet, your taste buds are really going to appreciate it. Yeah, and, and one there thing you go. we'll come to mess around with in the next few weeks is that uh, as we continue to do these five under segments, 
uh, you'll come to realize that you don't have to spend a lot of money to get a good cigar. Uh, now, there are certain cigars that are, are worth the high price tag that they may have, but, you know, you can spend less than five bucks and still have a very, very enjoyable cigar. Uh, if any of you out there, if you're on Instagram, check us out at Cigar Tipster. Uh, we're typically posting uh, what we're smoking and some of our accessories and things like that. Um, we, we try to keep Ben off of there because he tries to post dirty pictures all the time, but uh, we, we promise to keep that to a minimum and keep it cigar related. Benjamin. I can help that, but I won't. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, as we, uh, go into our next topic here, actually one thing Alan said triggered a thought for me. He, uh, in celebration of the new five under segment, we're actually celebrating two things tonight because it is the, uh, three, well, it's the anniversary of Cigar Tipsters. I've forgotten, quite frankly, how many years it is. Uh, but uh, early August was our inception date uh, about three years ago at the Chattanooga Tweet Up. So uh, it's this, not just uh, a new segment for the show, but a, a new anniversary for the entire website. Uh, admittedly, we've changed quite a lot since those early days. But uh, Has it been three and... years already? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Shockingly, we made it this far. Good Lord. I thought the FCC would have shut us down by now. Yeah, that's the beauty of podcasting. No well, FCC time does there. fly when you're having fun. That sure. is true. And, uh, and one thing I want to talk about tonight, and we've touched on it in episodes in the past but never really gone into it, is kind of humidor etiquette. And we'll kind of broaden it a little bit and just say cigar shop etiquette. And I'll start us off here because there's one that really, really just burns my biscuit. And that one is, first of all, you don't really have the need. And we're getting some feedback from somewhere. Where's that coming from? All right. I think it quieted down a little bit there. All right. So we've got uh, the one that really bothers me is you don't really need to lick your cigars anymore because of proper humidity in shops and humidors. Uh, so the need to lick your cigars to keep them held together is not really there anymore. But if, if you still want to do that, that's fine. But don't lick your cigar and then use the shop's cutter uh, to cut it and get it ready to smoke. because that Or use be your best cigar. friends. <laughs> yes. Yeah, if you're going to do that, use your cutter that you share with no one else. You know, just that's disgusting. Don't do it. Uh, that that's why. That is why we don't let Benjamin use any of our cutters. That is a fact. And that is how partly how he got the name Two Cutters Ben because uh, he spit on a cigar and then cut it, and we're like, "Ah, you can just keep it." I am not going to deny that. <laughs> but yeah, that that is really my pet peeve. Uh, the other big one I have is people who walk into uh, a walk-in humidor uh, with a lit cigar. Uh, because you're, especially if the cigars, you know, you're going to have cigars in there that don't have a cellophane wrapping. So you're going to affect the flavor of those cigars if you walk in there smoking something else. So that's another thing you just should not do. Um, well, but, I want to uh, harp on that for just a second because a couple of shops here um, had the design of the store itself, which was open face. It was no closed off sealed humidor. It was just out there in the open. So people were smoking in the shop in front, around the cigars, which I don't know why you would design to do that because now everything everybody smokes is getting into all the cigars everywhere. So I, I don't like that design, but there are some places that do that. So, I mean, do you just recommend not shopping there or do you, is there, well, what, you know, take on that. There's one in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And, uh, I don't know if there's more than one shop there or not, but I'm just going to go ahead and talk about it anyway. Uh, that that senior and I have both used to be patrons of, but I quit shopping there because everything they ever bought from there, nothing burned right. And I think it had a lot to do with the fact that it was basically an open air shop. Uh, the entire shop was set to between 68 and 70% humidity. And I don't know, to me, it just, and you know, <laughs> a large part of it may be in my head, but 
to me, I don't shop there anymore because my experience did not meet expectations. And I think the design of the store being open like that had something to do with it. Well, I'll tell you guys, uh, couple of things. One is I think some cigar shops are very poorly designed and probably we'd be better off saying very cheaply designed. And, uh, you know, I, I'm with you, Ben. I just don't get it uh, to be in a shop that's open air like that where, you know, all the cigars are, are on the walls and there's nothing between me smoking my cigar and the, those cigars that are for sale. It, uh, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I have seen shops like that. And as a matter of fact, there's a, a very uh, popular and famous cigar shop in Orlando that uh, is like that. And I, again, I, I just don't get it. You know, I would um, really like to, you know, say to these owners, you know, what were you thinking? I have even been in shops where it was the same type of setup, but they had glass cabinets that went all the way around, or the cigars were supposedly protected with glass, but, you know, it, it, I don't think they were sealed at all. So, um, you know, you you vote with your money, and um, if that's something that's that's you know of concern to you, you probably shouldn't shop there. Mm-hmm. But again, I'd love to ask these guys what what were you thinking? Yeah, I think in a lot of cases, at least at the places where I've seen it done. They seem to have done it for the purpose of maximizing space, but even in that case, I'd take a smaller sealed walk-in humidor over, you know, twice the selection. I'd have, I'd rather have half the selection and have cigars that are properly taken care of. Absolutely. I think I'm I've got a humidor Yeah, go ahead. For you. And mine comes around with ashtrays. Uh, You know, an ashtray is for ash. Okay, it's for your cigar butts. Uh, It's not for your chewing gum. Uh, It's not for the cigar labels. Uh, It's not for the cellophane that's around your cigar. Nothing annoys me more than, you know, you're, you're sitting there with an ashtray uh, and I'm not going to say it's a clean one, but it's full of ashes and cigar butts, and somebody is throwing in their their cellophane or their cigar labels. Throw that in the trash or just put it down on the table. It's laziness because there's somewhere to throw ash, therefore it becomes a trash tray and not an ash tray. And they just and it's just laziness in my opinion because there's no need for that. It's not what it's for. Well, I've even seen people put a half-eaten hors d'oeuvre in there in the ashtray sitting on the table. That is disgusting. That is just okay. I haven't done that. Unbelievable. But I, I have to, I have to confess my sins that I have been known to drop cellophane and a, in a label into the ashtray. Well, you won't be doing uh, that anymore. Will you? <laughs> no, for, forgive me, father, for I have sinned. <clears throat> uh, ben, have you got that? a peeve? Um, uh, yeah, a couple of things is, you know, especially if you're more of a, a newer cigar smoker, when you walk in, have respect for the shop owner and the cigars that are there. Don't just manhandle cigars, especially if they're high end, you know, things in the $30, $40 range and just show off to your friends. You know, and in my shop, I see that sometimes younger kids come in and, and they'll just find the most expensive cigars they can and, ooh, and, ah, and mess around with their hands and try to smell it. And it's just, it's disrespectful to the product. Um, so don't, anyone listening, don't do that. You know, they're made to sit there and age. Uh, and unless you intend on or have an inkling to buy it, just don't, don't do that. You know, respect, respect the humidor. Uh, yeah, and clean up after yourself. 
you know, if you're sitting in the lounge, you know, the shop owners are responsible for that. But don't just leave ash on the floor. You know, if you drop it, clean it up. If you spill it on the table, wipe it down. You know, respect the space that's there. Well, there's a lot of guys that treat the uh, cigar shop as if it was their own den or living room. Yeah, that's disrespectful. It just and, is. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll make a mess. Uh, you know, they'll eat and leave leave their crumbs or their garbage everywhere. Um, you know, their, their McDonald's bags, you know, when they're finished, just throw it on the table. Get up and throw it in the trash can. Yeah. You're borrowing that space. On the furniture. That's, you know, I think it's just rude. And you're right. It is, it's very disrespectful, you know, to the shop owner. Everyone's there to relax and have a good time and, and chill. But it's not your own personal living room. You know, you don't just throw trash everywhere like that. That's not right. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it all boils down to the word respect, both for this, the space that you're in and the cigars themselves. Uh, but now we're going to answer uh, the age-old question that I know is on everybody's mind, and that is, does size matter? Benjamin, I'm sorry, it does. <laughs> Fair <laughs> but, uh, uh, but one thing I will say, uh, what got us on this topic is Cigar Aficionado did a blog about whether or not the cigar size uh, affects its ability to age or to gain in complexity as it ages. And it's a fairly short blog. If you want to take a read, I'll uh, tweet out the link at some point tonight. But uh, one thing he noted is like, okay, so a thin cigar that's only got a couple of filler leaves Aging's not going to do that much for it because you need a lot of uh, the more leaves used, the greater benefit to the aging is what they're saying here. Uh, it's basically like uh, I'm trying to think of like a food analogy for this, but basically, basically what he's saying is the to truly benefit from aging, the cigar has to, uh, you know kind of pull the flavors and the essence from each individual leaf. So the more uh, leaves that you have, the more benefit that you're going to get from aging and possibly the stronger that the cigar will come as time goes along. And so if you're thinking about aging cigars, the, the thicker ones may be uh, something you want to consider over the, the Lonsdales and the Lanceros. And while we're on the subject of aging, I'll give you, uh, since Senior's not here tonight, I'll give you his uh, aging horror story. And I lost my microphone temporarily, but I'm back. Uh, Senior has a beautiful temperature-controlled humidor uh, that he keeps on his boat. Uh, he and I both live on boats. Uh, well, eh, about a month ago, he comes home to his boat, and there's six inches of water inside the boat uh, so he gets the water out of the boat long story short the mass amount of humidity that was in the boat create created mold on some of his uh, uh excuse me let me rephrase that some of our prized uh cigars that we were aging uh, it's safe it, there yeah <laughs> well you know i do give most of his away but that's another story yeah uh but yeah, we lost, I think about eight cigars. It, it only affected the ones that weren't in, in cellophane, uh, or uh, we had a few boxes that were sealed uh, that it didn't affect. But, uh, you know, it just hurts your heart to go, go dig it into that humidor. And as soon as he sent me the pictures of it, it's like, okay, there's no, there's no plume argument here. This is straight up. Uh, growing like a weed mold. I mean, I'm talking straight up nasty. So, uh, Mark, how how many days do you think that the boat had six inches of water in it? Uh, probably there was two weeks between visits, so it could have been uh, anywhere from a week and a half to uh, two or three days, just depending on it. But judging by the water lines, I'm going to put it closer to about the two-week mark. And he had an empty humidity pack 
sitting on top of the humidor that was completely dried out. Uh, this thing had literally puffed up to the size of like a little pillow and was about to burst because it had sucked all the humidity out of the air that it possibly could. Uh, so there was definitely, and the fan kicking on inside the humidor to circulate air was dragging humidity in with it. So it was just kind of a perfect storm of, uh, of bad luck in his case. Wow. Is but it safe we, to assume that it would not burn right? <laughs> Probably. You know, uh, one, we, so, something to bring up here is if if you ever have a, a disaster like that and you've actually got mold growing on your cigars, you cannot save them and you cannot smoke them. You've got to throw them away. Um, you know, some people will say, oh, well, it's only it's only on this end. Let me let me cut this Churchill down and make a Robusto out of it. Nope, nope. I'm sorry. You can't smoke it. You're going to get yourself sick. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've got the picture somewhere. I'll send it to you and, and Ben uh, if I can find it again. But, yeah, there, there was no... No shot at saving these whatsoever. I mean, they were way too far gone. It's not worth it. Box no, of you... cigars that I won that came with a humidor in it as part of the the box. So it was a box that gets shipped with with um, a humidor in it, and uh, I was had the cigars in there, and I was going to store them, and I. Uh, put some water humidifying solution uh, on this built-in humidor in this box and then put it into a plastic bag. And unfortunately, I did not look at those cigars for several months. And then I decided it was uh, time to smoke one. I opened the box up and I had mold growing in there. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's just, terrible. Uh, the whole box just had to go right out the and uh, out the window. And if I remember correctly, it was a very expensive Perdomo cigar. And oh, the that's name, just a damn shame. And the name of it eludes me right this second, but it'll come to me. But they were. I know if you bought them individually, they were, uh, uh, and this goes back maybe 10 years, you know, they were $20 sticks back then. And again, I won the box, but I didn't get to smoke any of the cigars. Did you shed a little tear? I would have. Oh, let, let me tell you something. I, I tried to clean off that mold. I tried to cut ends off and make usable items out of them and um it it just it was impossible i mean you could visibly say oh you got the mold off of it so it's smokable but not the mold was on the inside and you know if you if you split them open you'd go oh god i can't smoke this so you know another point of this is if you're storing your cigars Check them a little more often. Make sure they're okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this was a, a lesson learned the hard way for sure. And uh, <laughs> to put it up to a little little lighter note, we're going to officially uh, let Ben jump in here for the uh, five under segment where we talk about cigars that we find for five dollars or less that we think are good uh, good smokes and who better to talk about being under five than benjamin okay well i'm gonna put it this way i'm gonna argue that the, the cigar i'm smoking is the least expensive of the three on set tonight and i i'm probably right about that we'll compare that in just a minute um so like i said before what this is this is an arturo fuente maduro you it has another nickname you may have heard it called, called the Curly Head. Um, but it's actually technically called the Arturo Fuente Brevas, B-R-E-V-A-S. Uh, it's a five and a half by 42. Like I said, it's, it's a Dominican cigar. It's rolled at the Tabacalera Fuente. 
Um, the price for this cigar, MSRP, is $2.75. So well under the $5 budget mark. Um, it has a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. It is not the prettiest and silkiest smooth wrapper I've ever seen. It is kind of rustic, but rough looking. Um, visible seams, visible veins, but I will tell you, for $2.75, it is burning beautifully. I've not had to touch it up once this evening. Uh, the draw has been fine. No issues there. Somewhat of a shorter finish, but you do get notes of, oh, I don't know, kind of a dark coffee, a little bit of earth on that side. Uh, not a long finish, a short finish, mild to medium at best. Not a very strong smoke. Um, but it's, uh, you know, for, I think this is the first mixed filler cigar I've smoked. I would argue that it's burning great. If no one told me it was a mixed filler, I may not even know it. Uh, it, it burns perfectly fine. Great afternoon smoke. Uh, have a box around the house. It's not a very long smoke. It's a pretty short smoke, but uh, I think it's well worth it for, for the price. Great value. Excellent. And one thing I'll say, you were talking about mixed filler. Uh, we, we smoked a, a Cuban machine made uh, that Alan gave us and had absolutely no idea that it was machine made until he told us. Oh, yeah. It was, it burned fine. Never would have known. Mm. Well made. By the way, that curly head is also an excellent cigar to start someone out with. That's a good point. And be sure to check us out on Twitter at Cigar Tipster. Uh, I tend to like the Twitter because I have ADD and 140 characters fits my uh, attention span. So I do uh, try to tweet what we're smoking and the accessories that we're uh, messing around with at the time. Uh, so give us a follow over there. And uh, I know, Ben, you sent me this next article about the, the FDA extending uh, the deadline and a potential reconsidering of premium cigars. So since you sent me the article, I'll let you kind of uh, fill us in on this one. Okay. So, yeah, this is an article that was uh, posted by Andrew Nagy, one of the uh, editors for Cigar Aficionado, and it says that the judge is extending the deadline uh, for the FDA lawsuit by 30 days. Okay, so it's supposed to be at the beginning of this month. He's extending it for 30 days. Judge Amit Mehta. Uh, he sits on the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia. He granted a joint motion filed by uh, both sides in the case that extends the briefing deadline by 30 days. He is the uh, judge presiding over the lawsuit that was jointly filed against the FDA by the CRA, IPCPR, and the CAA. Um, before Meta's decision to extend it, the Department of Justice had a deadline of August 1st to file its response to the cigar industry's motion, um, which was submitted in February. That deadline is now August 31st. So according, this is a quote from the article here, according to the motion, the extension was sought, quote, to consider the consequences of the new comprehensive plan on this litigation to discuss ways to reduce the need to litigate some of the issues presented in this case, and if necessary, confer regarding the most efficient path forward for presenting any remaining challenges to the rules, the FDA rules. So basically, the DOJ, Department of Justice, needs more time to figure out exactly how Commissioner uh, Dr. Scott Gottlieb's new tobacco regulation plan affects premium cigars. Um, so, and that's just talking about getting the, the cigar exemption. So basically what we've got here is the U S department of justice is representing the U S department of health and human services, who is the overseer of the FDA and the defendants in the case. Uh, that seems like a hyper amount of committee and taxpayers money to come to the conclusion that there are underpaid people in Central America who are taking leaves and rolling them and packing them together and how that is going to be the collapse of the economy and Skynet's going to go live and Terminators are going to rule the world. 
I, I smell bureaucracy, which I, I'm told, which I'm told smells like Hillary Clinton, which I'm also told <laughs> smells like cabbage. <laughs> Rotten cabbage. Um, Fair enough. It's but yeah, it sounds like a bunch of crap. It is. So if, if someone knocks on your door and says, I'm from the government and I'm here to help, you know it's a crock of shit. Yeah, run. Run like hell. Um, so that's kind of what this is. Now, Godleap has been an advocate, as we've seen, as far as we can tell. Um, he's trying to extend the deadline. He's trying to give what I can see. He's trying to give the cigar industry time to develop a case uh, against the uh, Department of Justice and all that stuff and the FDA. Um, but having with this article, you know, it's kind of the elephant in the room. We all know it, but what are your thoughts, you and, uh, and Alan? My only problem with Gottlieb is he, at least thus far, is proving to be a consummate politician. Uh, he, he can speak for an hour and not say a damn thing. That's a very uh, good point. That, that's my biggest problem with him. And I think like so many things with the government that it's, they're going to waste a whole lot of time. It's going to eventually get swept under the rug and they're still going to do whatever the hell they want. Well, we'd be cool with that. If they literally took this case and forgot about it, did nothing with it. I'd be comfortable with that because so far all this talking and all these committees come together and what they've come concluded to is they have no idea what the hell they're doing. Well, I'll tell you, my take on this is that they have someone in charge who's actually taken a look at the regulations that they're trying to impose and basically has realized that they have bitten off a lot more than they can chew and a lot more than they can deal with and or pay for. And I think that um, it's basically, uh, you know, them going, why don't we back off and let's see what we can get the cigar industry to do uh, on its own in fear of what we may do. You know, for example, um, you know, those warning labels, uh, the old warning labels, the ones that currently exist, uh, those are all voluntary, or they were all voluntary. And what have they been around? Five or six years? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that, um, you know, this may be a, a way of them uh, – you might say saving face. Then again, I could be just being positive and optimistic about what they're going to do. Well, I think uh, definitely nothing wrong with being optimistic. And uh, I think we all, uh, both the smokers and the industry as a whole are really hoping that, you know, this is not going to be as extreme as it was when it first started out. So hopefully, you know, hopefully I'm wrong and he's maybe he's smart enough to just be playing their game and he knows how to play it. So uh, I I guess at this point, only only time will really tell and be sure to check us out. Go ahead. You know, Mark, Ben, if you're not ready for your case on the 1st of August, I I dare say you're not going to be ready for your case on the 31st of August. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you would have had a case to put in front of the judge, you should have it by now. I don't think these extra two and a half, three weeks, you're going to come together with all this extra evidence that was never found before in this huge case that just slam dunks it out of nowhere. And they've had ample time to come up with this. And I would argue it sounds like Gottlieb was almost causing a filibuster in a way. He's just rambling it on, rambling it on. And so the FDA got everybody in the town hall, got all the lawyers in, got the judge, got everyone's attention. And they said, OK, present your case. And they said, well, we forgot our evidence uh, in the car and we don't have it with us. And everyone's just like with their hands saying, OK, well. Uh, here we are. We're all waiting. And uh, 
because they made a big raucous in August of last year. Rule number one, we're going to regulate and come down with an axe with everything. And, uh, you know, there's been some changes, but it, it, it's not the, uh, not the decapitation that uh, sounds like they were originally aiming for. All right, we've got, uh, you know, hold that thought. I'm going to have to edit this because I just hit the wrong button. All right, so be sure to check us out, uh, CigarTipsters.com, for all things uh, Cigar Tipsters, all the social media, the podcast. Uh, ben likes to do a lot of blogs on there, plus we've got the reviews and everything else, so give us a, uh, give us a thumb in over there. And one of the last uh, things we're going to talk about tonight is uh, our favorite pairings and whether you kind of have a go-to pairing now. I have two, one of them being fairly simple, and I know if my uh, illegitimate father, Jerry Garrett, is listening, uh, he'll agree with me that uh, Coke Zero uh, makes a wonderful pairing. And while we're on that subject, to the Coca-Cola company, screw you, uh, because they're doing away with Coke Zero, <laughs> and I'm not and happy. They, they did it because protests. of you specifically. They said Mark Jr. is drinking too much of this Coke, and we're going to cancel it. On the contrary, I was keeping them in business. Yeah, well. I was doing my part. So, <laughs> so now it's being replaced with something called Coke Zero Sugar. And it's a different recipe, and yeah, not happy. That's awful. Um, so my life is pretty much ruined. How do you have <laughs> zero sugar? Uh, well, see, that's the weird thing about the name. It says Coke Zero Sugar, so it looks like you're saying Coke Zero now with sugar, which is the exact opposite of what it actually is. <laughs> As if it wasn't yeah, there before. So, now we're including the sweetness that everyone likes in Coke. Yeah. Well, you know, in, in the realm of soft drinks, there are um, two things that if you haven't tried it or if our listeners haven't tried it, they go really well with cigars, and it's really bizarre. One is root beer, and the other is cream soda. Now, root beer I'm not a huge fan of, especially not the not my father's root beer. That stuff is horrible. Uh, I know a few people that like it, but uh, just not for me at all. Uh, cream soda I like. Uh, now, my other favorite pairing and we, we went into this a lot uh, during our Woodstock tweet-up, is port. And we actually had several different kinds from different countries uh, at the last Woodstock uh, event there. And uh, for me, my personal taste, port is probably, I know a lot of people love their scotch, but port is, is the, the tip-top for me. Port and a lot good. of it, you know, it has a lot, I guess it probably has a lot to do with how they age it in barrels. Uh, because it kind of gives that uh, woody, uh, woody type flavor that just goes well with the cigar. I think you're right. What's uh, ben Benjamin? What's your your go to over there? And don't say chocolate milk. No. Oh, well then, well then no. Yeah, you. Hey, don't um, knock you. That's good stuff. In, in Even a if soft it is drink, flavored water. In, in a, <laughs> that's exactly what. It, well, better that than Ovaltine. I hate that crap. Uh, <laughs> Uh, as far as a soft drink, uh, my go-to, believe it or not, is ginger ale. Hmm. Uh, to me, it's, it settles the stomach sometimes because if you smoke a cigar, that may be too strong. And it's a little more of a palate cleanser. Um, Alan, aren't you a big uh, ginger ale fan? I certainly am. It is one of my you know, go-to drinks, especially with a uh, cigar. And it uh, also does make a Nice mix with uh, bourbon and even whiskey. Correct. As far as an alcoholic beverage, if it's not port, personally, I like Guinness. I'm one of five people left on this earth that still drink Guinness. <laughs> and uh, I try to drink Guinness as consistently as I can with cigars because that gives me a point of reference. Um, if I keep mix matching, not that there's really a right or wrong answer to that, but you know, if I mix this whiskey or this bourbon or this gin, the different cigars. But if I keep using the same beer, the same beverage, then I'm more apt to put the beer flavor behind and focus more on the flavors that comes out in the cigar because I've got the same point of reference. 
well, you know, honestly, uh, and these may be, may sound weird to some people, but, uh, Red's Apple Ale, Angry Orchard, Johnny Appleseed, Hard Apple Cider, all of them, uh, for my palate, pair really well with a cigar. Uh, I, I'm, it's probably the sweetness against the... I'm actually the, having a Red's right now, believe it or not. Fair enough. And it's kind of against the, the savory bitterness of the cigar. Yeah. And I, I guess what it boils down to, and you touched on it, is there is no right or wrong answer. There is no single answer to what pairs well with a cigar. It's no. just try a bunch of stuff until you find your magic combination. Yep. Like no right or wrong answer. It's just a journey and it, it's always fun. You never really go wrong per se. Because actually, actually I know that you like Guinness. Yes. Have you tried the Guinness blonde? Ironically, no. I've had just the regular Guinness, but I've heard good things about the Guinness blonde. Well, I think you need to uh, give it a shot. I think you're right. Tell us what you like. Okay. And oddly enough, I just realized, and this is something that Senior uses as a pairing quite a bit, and I just realized that none of us said it, but uh, coffee. Uh, oh, coffee well, yeah. tends to pair fantastically with a cigar. Uh, now, maybe not so much my frou-frou Starbucks iced mocha cappuccino latte things, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> just a straight-up coffee does tend to pair pretty well with it. Black coffee is always a class favorite. That's a good point. Yeah, coffee I'm, is I'm, my actually my number one pairing for any cigar. And I'll be perfectly. I like coffee, and uh, you know, I think it just goes great with my cigars, as as you, we've already said. Ginger ale is is one of my favorites, and and port is is one of my favorites with cigars. If uh, uh, you know, I'm going for a. Um, well, what I'll call a real alcoholic beverage, you know, then I, I'm going to want a bourbon, uh, typically with with my cigars. Although I, I will say, what makes a a good pairing, and Alan makes a real mean one, is a margarita. Oh yes, that <laughs> was we were, phenomenal. Uh, downing them. The the tip here is is that whatever you like with a cigar. Exactly. That's very true. And, and and you said it. There's no right. There's no wrong. It's what do you enjoy? And don't let other people, um, you know, make you feel strange about whatever it is that you're drinking. Yeah. You know, we, we made fun of Yoohoo, but maybe, maybe that is your magic pairing. And if it works for you, go for it. Yeah. You're right. It's your palate. You, Lord you, knows you I drank just... enough of them as a kid. <laughs> that explains a lot. I uh, think that's like a, a prerequisite as a child. You're, you're predestined to guzzle Yoohoo on a regular basis. I like Yoohoo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm just, yeah, I'd be a liar if I said it didn't. All right. So uh, take a look at real quick at the area events that we've got going on. Uh, Huntsville area, North Alabama, Southern Tennessee. Uh, Christoph is coming in on August the 11th. Uh, so definitely that's a Friday night if you are in the area and don't have anything else uh, going on. And then September 28th, the Cigar Room will be hosting a Rocky Patel event uh, with uh, both Nish and Nimish Patel uh, in attendance. That'll be September 28th, starting at 4 p.m., uh, so two uh, decent events there going on. And, of course, all the way uh, they're having it, oddly enough, after Halloween. But November 3rd, they're going to have a Drew Estates Halloween event, which has become kind of a, a staple here in Huntsville. Uh, Benji, anything in the Knoxville area? Yes. Uh, in August, you mentioned Drew Estate. They are August 11th at the shop here, Silo Cigars. In West Side of Knoxville, they're having a Drew Estate event with Liga Pavada, Herrera Esteli, the Norteño, Acid, Balmoral, Undercrown, Point de Nicaragua, and Natural. It's on Thursday, August 11th from 5 until question mark. I assume that just means till whenever. Um, 
Hoya. Right. You mentioned Hoya. Hoya is such an underrated brand. It is. Like they have really damn good cigars and they kind of just fly under the radar a lot of the times. I I don't know why they don't get more advertisement than they do because for the money, I think it's great value. I don't know if I've had a bad Hoya yet, to be honest. No, the, the Antonia, the black, the, the red, they're all good, quite frankly. Yep. And uh, one month later, Thursday, September 8th, starting at 5 o'clock, is a La Flor Dominicana event. I don't know if Lito Gomez will be there. He doesn't say that, but it is a La Flor Dominicana event. So that'll be the next two things coming up. And, Alan, anything of uh, particular well, note? See that there's things going on in your uh, backyards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only looked out two weeks, and going out two weeks or when our next show will be, there's nothing going on here. You know, Atlanta becomes so hot and so humid. Um, nobody wants to, and we're back to school. So it, it probably there won't be anything happening here until the end of August, beginning of September. And if you're in the uh, in the Atlanta area on Labor Day, we'll be there, or I will be at the very least, for Dragon Con. And I know me and Alan are going to try and do the uh, – Dragon Con Cigar Group Meetup, uh, which will be on uh, the Thursday night leading up to Dragon Con. Uh, so if you're a cigar fan and a, a nerd like us, uh, or uh, you know just somebody who maybe is interested in the Dragon Con culture, come to the cigar event. And, uh, Do you have to dress somebody. up you as, a nerd? Do you have to dress up as a character that smokes cigars? Is that part of the Well, th- that's my normal character, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we, we we will not oppose dressing up, you know, if you want sure. to show off your cosplay. Uh, we'll, we'll be happy to uh, not just view it, but judge it uh, accordingly. Okay, I'll do that. I'll judge you. Well, if I could fit into my uh, Star Trek costume from the 70s, uh, I would wear it. But um, right now it looks like children's pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I was thinking about dressing up, and I was like, I don't know, everything's going to make me look fat. But anyway, but yeah, fun. you know, it's uh, we we are really for Huntsville. We're in pretty good shape for cigar events. We've got more going on uh, than we typically do, so it, it's kind of a nice. I'm going to actually have a few things to go to around here, so I'll be looking forward to that. Uh, before we uh, start to shut it down tonight, anybody got any final uh, thoughts or emotional outbursts about anything? Um, not really. I think I think we wrapped it up. Fair enough. Savant, you got anything? Not a thing. All right, so we're going to close up shop tonight. We appreciate you listening and supporting the show. Uh, as always, CigarTipsters.com. And have a good one.